Okay, we are back, we are back, we are back. I'm excited. I'm so excited for week 12. I'm so excited for these next coming weeks. Boy, oh boy, do we have some next, these next coming weeks of the NFL season. It's going to be ridiculous. I'm going to talk about playoff seeding. We have week 12 matchups we got to get to and predict. I cannot wait. Um, by the way, if you did not catch the Wilson Media Day interviews that I did, before you listen to this episode, go back and listen to the previous episode I did on Wilson's basketball team. It's a phenomenal piece of work. Go listen to that. If you haven't listened to that yet, don't, don't listen to this episode yet. Go listen to that and then come back here to this episode and hear my Week 12 picks. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to do this with you guys. Um, I came in here extra hype. Oh man, we got to talk about Thursday Night Football as well. I predicted that correctly. So we have a lot to get to. Let's let the, let the games begin, baby. Let's go. Okay, I'm back once again. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, as I mentioned before, if you didn't go listen to the Wilson Media Day um, interviews that I did with some players and some coaches, go back and listen to that. That's a great. That that that's great. It gives you some good insight of what the Wilson basketball team is looking like this year and their expectations and my expectations, and just a good opportunity to see another team and hear about another team um, outside of the pros. But, but, first things first, Thursday night football, the Colts beat the, the, the Texans beat the Colts, excuse me, the Texans beat the Colts 20 to 17, the Texans beat the Colts 20 to 17, and as I told you guys before the game, when they, before the game, I told you guys how the game was going to play out. And it plays out just how the rosters look. Indianapolis, Frank Wright, GM, good defense, good O-line. They do everything right. They make all the right moves. Um, the Colts controlled time possession. The Colts had no, they had no turnovers. Colts played turnover free. Uh, they, 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 they won the third down conversion matchups. They... they, they Converted in the red zone pretty well. They have done a good job. They have done they they have done a good job in putting this roster together, and they played a hell of a game. Um, the Colts they're well coached. Jacoby Brissett 
is good, but not special. They was little. They was a little limited with him. They're real run heavy. They rely on that big O line, that nice O line, young O line that they have. They rely on that, and that is fine. But I told you guys how the game was gonna play out, and eventually how the Texans and mostly and mainly Deshaun Watson, how he was gonna separate himself from Jacoby Brissett. And this is what I mean. Deshaun Watson, Houston didn't convert no fourth downs, bad on third down conversions, bad in the red zone. They were 0-2 in the red zone. Deshaun Watson had an early early turnover. The uh, Indianapolis had an early lead. Deshaun Watson had pressure on he had pressure on him all night. And some way, somehow, Houston still won. Oh, because I told you guys, Deshaun Watson is a difference maker. Deshaun Watson is one of those guys. He is special. He is special. He is special, and he takes your team, the Texans, over the top. He takes the Texans over the top. If you would have, if you would have put Jacoby Brissett on this Texans team, that would have been a route. If you swap quarterbacks, that would have been a route. Indianapolis, they had if they had Deshaun Watson with that defense and that roster and that O line, it would have been a route. They would they, Houston would got routed, but Deshaun Watson was the difference maker. I mean, I, I told you guys coming into the game, Indianapolis has a better O line. They have a better coach. They got a better GM, and that's by default because Houston don't have a GM. They they have a better they have they got better backs they got a better running game their defense is better their secondary is better I told you guys that they they they're better but at the one particular position that means the most the one position where you get to be a difference maker the quarterback position and that is the, the key position that I highlighted before the game and I told you guys I said Jacoby Brissett he is good don't get me wrong I like him. But he's not a franchise guy. He's a nice. He's a nice fill-in for now. But he is not a. Uh, he's not a franchise guy, and he's not special. Deshaun Watson is a franchise guy, and he's special. He has special, unique talents about himself. I absolutely love the kid. I love the kid, and I love how he plays, and I just love his demeanor. I absolutely love his demeanor. I I, I love his demeanor. You know, despite him having a rough early start. Uh, had a turnover. He was constantly getting hit and bruised up. I was like, Jesus, they can't. They, they, I mean, this old line is a problem. He still stands in the pocket, delivers strikes down the field. They just phenomenal, just phenomenal. And it's, I, I like him. I like them. I like them. I like them very much. I like them very much. Boy, oh boy, Deshaun Watson is just special. He showed you why he was special. The kid is special. I, he, I, that, was, that, was, that was my whole point before the game. That was my whole point. That was my whole point about how I, I, I pointed out how Indianapolis does everything right. Indianapolis signs and acquires all, they acquire all the right pieces and players to fill on their roster. They do all the right things. Houston don't do nothing right, really. Only thing Houston got going for themselves is their quarterback and their receivers. They got they got a nice receiving core with a special, talented quarterback, and he's young. 
strong, strong-minded physically and mentally. He's, he's strong mentally and physically. He, I mean, this kid has the total package. And I know, you know, Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, even Dak is getting a lot of love and hype and talk. And, you know, they get, they, they, they're getting surrounded by a lot of talk. But do not sleep on this kid. This kid is really good. This kid is really good. And I actually like Deshaun Watson. Um, Lamar, don't get me wrong. Lamar has came a long way. And he is in my, he's my second, he's my runner, he's my MVP runner-up. But I like Deshaun Watson a, a little bit more as a thrower. As a thrower of football, I seen him deliver some darts last night. He delivered some darts. He delivered some darts down the field. 50 60 yard passes down the field on the sideline while getting while pressure in his face kid is special the kid is absolutely special and this is why i say you like i this this lamar jackson thing i don't know if it's gonna work i don't know if it's i don't know if it's sustainable for a 10 to 12 year period a 10 to 13 year period but what i do know is this let's look around the league this is what's working. This is what's working. This is the formula. This is the blueprint. This is the new blueprint. This is the new quarterbacking way. You no longer need a guy that's 6'3", 6'4", 6'5", good size, big hands, uh, tall, can see over the line. You don't need all that pocket passer. You actually need a guy with some of those measurables who's mobile, can get out the pocket, and extend plays. That's what wins in this league. Don't know if you noticed, but the linebackers, the DNs, are getting quicker. That means your quarterback got to get quicker because the DNs and the, those defensive tackles and those defensive ends and those linebackers are getting the backfield quickly. They get in the backfield quicker, so that means your quarterback has to your quarterback has to get quicker. And the the old pocket guys, six five, six six guys, this don't work no more in the league. You know, it's, it's there's still a couple examples, but you you gotta see what's winning. You got you have to see what's winning, and you have to see what's the trend. And this is sad. I mean, it's not sad to say. It's good to say. It's good to see some innovation. But this is the new trend. This is the new trend of quarterbacks. This is the new wave of quarterbacks. Just like in the NBA, when Steph came along with his dominant three point shooting and his range in the NBA. That no that 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 eliminated this that 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 automatically eliminated the center position, and now everybody shoots threes, and now everybody's trying to find a point guard or a guard that can shoot with a handle and that can pull up from thirty. That is the new formula. That is the new wave of the NBA. Just like this new trend of quarterbacks, where they can throw from the pocket and be a little mobile, a, a, a dual threats, a mixture. That is the new wave and trend of the NFL, and you got to get with it. Now, I'm going to shift topics. On the week 12, or continue on the week 12, excuse me, uh, I'm going I'm to I'm give you guys my weekly picks. I come on here with my weekly picks. Uh, this week, is especially these next few weeks especially, I hope to do well. Uh, I hope to keep continue to trend on um, the, my, my – I want to keep pace with my record – I've been doing really good with picking these games, but these games are getting tighter and tighter. Um, the, these could be possible playoff matchups. I'm going to get the playoff seeding, but for now, let's do my game picks for Week 12. Mind you, we have the Chiefs, Chargers, Cardinals, and Vikings all on buys. 
So let's start from the top. One o'clock, Oakland at New York. Um, Oakland goes to the Jets. Oakland been playing the road. They've been playing the road for a lot, um, for uh, for a while this year. But they play really, they play really well on the road. They've gone out to London. They they they've flown everywhere practically. Ah, uh, Oakland, they're three point favorites. I'm surprised. I mean, well, with the Jets. Recent success offensively, them finding some some somewhat of a spark offensively. Uh, this the spread is not as wide, but the but the the Raiders are still three point favorites. I'm gonna take. I'm certainly gonna take the points. Um, I think this is gonna be a close contested battle. But I lo- I like the Raiders coming down the stretch. I told you guys that their their schedule gets a lot. It gets favorable, but they got a big one after this one. They have a big one coming up. Against the Chiefs, where they're practically playing for the division. So get this win, head on to Week 13 against Kansas City versus Kansas City at going to Kansas City and trying to win. Uh, but I have Oakland this week winning this game. Oakland against the Jets. I have Oakland winning 20 to 16. 20 to 16. Oakland. Um, another one o'clock game on the docket. Detroit at Washington. Detroit comes to Washington. Um, Detroit, we all know they don't have their star their star quarterback in Matthew Stafford. He's out um, with an apparent hand injury, I think. Um, the Redskins, they found their groove late last week against the Jets um, in the later part of the second half. Offensively, they scored their first touchdown in about 16 and a half, 17 quarters. So that was a big, you know, that was a big confidence booster for them. Also, their young guys played really well too. Dwayne Haskins really played well in the second half, along with Darius Geis, his return since the torn meniscus injury. Uh, this is really a pick 'em. These this game could really go either way. I could see, I, I can actually see the Redskins beating the the, the, the Lions. Um. I'm gonna pick the Redskins to win this game. Um, I think the Lions they had a, they played a tough game against the Cowboys at home last week. Uh, they didn't unfortunately they didn't have enough in the gas tank. But I, I'm gonna give the edge to the Redskins. The Redskins are three and a half underdogs. I'm gonna take the dog in this. I think the Skins get come out here. They fight and they get the win. I have the Washington Redskins winning 24 18 24 to 18. No, one o'clock game, another one o'clock game on the docket. Seattle at Philadelphia. Seattle at Philadelphia. Philadelphia is a one-point underdog. Okay, Seattle is a one-point underdog. Oh, oh, no, Seattle is a one-point. Yes, they're a one-point underdog. Surprisingly, um, I'm gonna take the points. I think Seattle win this game. Um, it's at Philadelphia. Philadelphia don't have none of their deep down the field deep threats. Uh, and Deshaun Watson. I think Alshon Jeffrey is out as well. I think Philadelphia, they have to come out with a somewhat of a better offensive showing. Um, you know, due to last week. Last week they practically got shut down after their after that sixteen play ninety five yard drive. They got shut down for the rest of the game and couldn't do much. Carson Wentz, I told you guys early in the week. I think Carson Wentz has to do a better job in making the easy throws and not the long and contested throws. We all know you can make those throws. Make those easy ones. Take those checkdowns. But I have Seattle winning this game. I think Seattle, this is a must, you know, they're looking at this as a must win. If they win and the 49ers lose, Seattle's automatically in the driver's seat and they're, they're sitting pretty. I'm going to talk more about that later. But I have Seattle winning this game 
2620. 2620 Seattle. One o'clock game, Tampa Bay at Atlanta. This is a, a hot Atlanta team that uh proved me wrong once again last week. They went on the road, beat Carolina, uh beat kind of beat they beat down Carolina as well. Um but Tampa Bay, Curl, I mean, but Atlanta's a three and a half point favorite. Tampa Bay, they, you know, they're going against Tampa Bay. Don't trust it. Jameis Winston, he, you know, he's a turnover machine. That's what he does. That's what he do for a living. He throw picks, throw to the wrong team. I think Atlanta will continue on their winning streak. They will close the season out well. I think Atlanta wins this game, thirty to twenty four. Thirty to twenty four, Atlanta. Another one o'clock game, Carolina at New Orleans. New Orleans is coming off a, you know, a statement win. I would say against a division, a division foe in Tampa Bay. Um, they they really played well at Tampa Bay. Not really surprising. I picked New Orleans to win last week. I think they're going to win this week. They're a nine and a half point favorites. I'm going to take the points. Carolina. I think uh, Kyle Allen has been exposed a little bit. He's uh, he's a good fill-in, but he's not really a franchise guy. I don't see him. Uh, I don't. He's not like one of those franchise guys where you're going to build your team around. Christian McCaffrey is having a great season, and that defense isn't bad either. But I think New Orleans is a little too much for them to handle, and I think New Orleans will win this game. I'm, I think they'll cover the. I, I think they'll cover the spread. I have New Orleans winning 31-22. 31-22 New Orleans. Uh, one o'clock game, Miami at Cleveland. Miami at Cleveland. Miami is a ten point and a, ten and a half underdog. I'm going to take the points. I think Cleveland will get the job done. Um, Cleveland is practically out. Um, you know, they got the win last week against Pittsburgh, but they're still a game behind Pittsburgh. And you know, we all know about the fight and the altercation that really overshadowed their win against Pittsburgh at home, but. I think this game is going to be a little bit closer than um, what than what people are expecting. Cleveland, they they despite them getting the win, they haven't looked. They don't like they 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 still look very sloppy and they just don't play mistake free football. They have a lot of mistakes, time time management problems, just just a lot going on with Cleveland. Um, with Miami, they've been playing really hard these last few weeks. Um, they've gotten a they scrapped out a couple W's as well. But I think Miami will play Cleveland home, but I think Cleveland will be a little too much at home. I have Cleveland winning 23-17. 23-17 Cleveland. Number one o'clock game, the Giants at Chicago at Soldier Field. Six and a half point underdogs. I'm going to take the Giants. Um, I'm going to take the dogs. I think the Giants are going to win tomorrow. I think the Giants are going to win them all. I don't trust Chicago and their lackluster offense and Mitch Trubisky. I think he is hurt, though, and Mark and Chase Daniels will be taking his spot as the starter. Um, I think this is going to be a good game. Not so sure about Chicago. Not so sure about Chicago. I think the Giants will scrap this win. I think they have scrapped this game out, and I th- I'm gonna pick the Giants to win this game. Even though last time I picked the Giants to win, uh, they let me down against the Jets. I'm gonna pick the Giants to win this game at Chicago in mid-November. I'm gonna take Chicago. To, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the Giants to win with Daniel Jones since Week Eight. He's thrown only one interceptions to nine. One interception to nine touchdowns. He's playing pretty well. So I'm gonna take the Giants to win. Uh, I think it's going to be a close one, 
Another 1 o'clock game, Denver at Buffalo. I'm going to take Buffalo. Buffalo, Denver, uh, defensive numbers haven't been looking too good, too good whatsoever. Um, this having a rough season. They can't seem to get it right at the quarterback position. Offensively, they don't have it. Again, and they're going against a good Buffalo team led by a strong defense. Buffalo's four and a four point favorites. They're at home. I'm going to take the points and I'm going to take Buffalo. I think Buffalo will win this game 26 18. 26 18 Buffalo. Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. Pittsburgh is a six and a half point favorites. Uh, they're, they're six and a half point favorite going against Cincy at Cincy. Um, don't know what Cincinnati's doing. They haven't won a game all year. Defensively, they suck. Uh, not much to talk about. Pittsburgh, I think, will win. Go on to win. I think they cover the points, of course. I think they'll win 26 to 13. 26 13 Steelers. Jaguars, 4 o'clock game. Jaguars at Tennessee. Jaguars at Tennessee. Tennessee is a three and a half point favorite. I'm going to take the points. I think the Titans do win this game. I think the Titans do win this game. I love how they've been running the football. They've came, they've, you know, somewhat came alive all of a sudden late down the season. Uh, I don't think they're going to win the division. I don't think they get to the playoffs, but I do think they win this game against the Jaguars. Um, and I don't going to be a hard watch because both offenses are real limited, but I think Tennessee will have enough to win. I think Tennessee will win 27-21. 27-21 Tennessee. 4 o'clock game, America's game of the week. The game we've been talking about all week, the Dallas Cowboys goes to Foxborough and pay Tom Brady and Bill Belichick a visit. Uh, as we all know, and as as I discussed, New England's a six and a half point favorites. I'm going to take Dallas. I'm going to take Dallas to win this game. I think this is a must win for Dallas. I think Dallas will win this game. With Dallas winning this game, they have a two point game. They have two games on top, or you know, a two game lead on Philadelphia in the division race. I think that would pay them a lot of. Uh, I think that would get them a lot of benefit, a lot of joy. I'm gonna take I, I'm gonna take Dallas to win this game. I don't think New England has enough offensively. I don't think New England has enough to. to I mean, it's, it's too much talent. It's just it's too much of a talent mismatch. This is a, this is a mismatch. If you look on paper, look at the look how New England offense been playing. This is a total mismatch, and not to mention that New England's defense since week eight. They have allowed 150 yards, 150 rushing yards per game. Total yards, they gave up 312 total yards and 20 point, a 20 point average since week eight. This 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 defense has been real vulnerable to run on. So Dallas can get their run game going. If Dallas can get a lead and get their run game going, I think I think New England's done. If Dallas gets a lead early in this game, if Dallas come out striking and they're up 10-0, I think New England's done because I don't think they have the offensive firepower to come back and try to compete with the Cowboys. I just don't think so. It's just too much of a talent mismatch on paper. So I have the Cowboys covering the spread. I have the Cowboys winning 28-17. Cowboys winning 28 28- no, 28-20, I'm sorry. 28-20, Cowboys win 
Sunday Night Football, Green Bay at San Francisco. San Francisco's a three and a half point favorite. I'm going to take San Francisco. Um, no, excuse me. I'm going to take Green Bay. Green Bay's been struggling. I mean, San Francisco's been struggling to really stop mobile quarterbacks. They have had a problem with mobile quarterbacks these last three weeks. Um, I, I, even though Green Bay's been very vulnerable to, you know, let teams run on them, and that's what San Francisco love to do, I think that was a close one last week. But I'm going to go with Green Bay to win this game. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has puts on a good showing. He uses mobility. Uh, I think that would pay him a big advantage. And along with the Packers offense, hopefully good Packers show up tomorrow or tomorrow night. So I have the Packers winning 30-24. to 30-24 Packers. Monday Night Football to put the icing on the cake. Baltimore. Against the Rams. Baltimore against the Rams. Rams are three-point underdogs. I'm going to take the points. I think Baltimore wins. Uh, the Rams, uh, they have too many you know, interior issues on their offensive line that I think Baltimore would be able to figure out and you know use again use to their advantage. Uh, Baltimore is real hot right now. I don't see the Rams being the team to stop them, even the, even with them being at home. So I have the Rams winning this game. I mean, I have the Ravens winning this game, thirty to twenty three. That concludes my week twelve picks. My week twelve picks right there. Okay, so um, just I just want to tell you guys this. I'm going to go into my playoff picture. I'm going to give you just an example of how urgent the NFL is. Um, th- th- this is what makes the NFL his and, shoulder, his and shoulders above the NBA, MLB. This is like really the M- NBA, MLB problems. The regular seasons are too long. You know, with an 82-game regular season... Guys can do load management with 162 baseball. Like ratings are gonna go, ratings are gonna go, go are gonna go down. Ratings are gonna go down. That's just the matter. That's just the matter of the fact. When you have 162 regular season games, fans are gonna miss. They're gonna miss. They're gonna miss some games. NBA regular season ratings are down 27 percent. They're down 27 percent. It's not as urgent. The NFL, it's urgent. Every week, it, 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 it's, it means something. Every week means something. Everybody's playing for something. Um, these weeks, the, the, ain't no, there's no load management in the NFL. <laughs> there's no. They, they go out there and they, 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 they go out there and they play through the injury. There's no load management in the NFL because there's a sense of urgency. And uh, it just shows you. And I want to talk. I want to get to... The 49ers. I'm looking at the 49ers this week. 
They have to play Green Bay. We all know about their big game against Green Bay this upcoming week. They have to go against Green Bay this upcoming week. Now, mind you, the 49ers was a team early in the season throughout September and October. Didn't lose. This team didn't lose. Their D-line was this, this looked like the greatest D-line we ever saw in, in modern day. Uh, we, we, we really love this, this 49er team, you know, well coached, good, good quarterback, nice running game. We love, and we fell in love with this 49ers team. And mind you, I still have them as my NF, my, my NFC favorite, but I just want to show you how urgent and how cautious, like, these games matter. These games matter. And I just want to show you how much they matter. So, San Francisco 49ers 9 and 1. You would think with 9 and 1 with a record of 9 and 1 through the first 10 games, you'd think okay, yeah, we're good. We'll we'll just sit back and chill. Well, no. No. If Green Bay if, if, if excuse me. If the 49ers lose on Sunday night, which I have them losing, to Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, which is very much possible, don't you know the 49ers would be, instead of the one seed, right, and they get that first round bye, and they get the home field advantage throughout throughout the rest of the playoffs, you know, instead of being the one seed, if they lose, you know they become the fifth seed? They become a fifth seed wild card team and they had all that they had all that success in October in September they had all that success they generated a lot of buzz a lot of media attention and if they lose to Green Bay on Sunday night they'll be 9 and 1 they'll be 9 and 2 and if Seattle Take care of business at Philly, which I think they will. They swap places with Seattle, and Seattle will become the division leader due to the tiebreaker. As of right now, Seattle will swap places with the Forty ers You see how that works? You see, you see how that works? You're telling me the 49ers could lose this just one game. They're 9-1, and they, you know, they can't afford to lose one game. San Fran, they can't lose, they can't afford to lose one game. They lose to, if they lose on Sunday night and Seattle wins, which I think they will. The 49ers looking like, oh hell, oh damn. We we're a wild card team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much, you're 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 a wild card team. You're a wild card team, and I think after this week, you know, after this week, if the Rams lose, they'd be six and five. If Philly lose, they'd be five and six. And I have both teams losing this week. Uh, Carolina, they're five and five as well. But Carolina teams have kind of figured them out, and mainly Kyle Allen, they figured him out. So. 
they're out of the race. I have those three teams out of the race. If all three of those teams lose tomorrow, they're practically out of the race. And we have our NFC playoff teams. But we have our NFC playoff teams. We just don't know what order they can be in. San Francisco, I told you guys this. San Francisco, they are my favorite to get out the NFC as the one seed. But if San Francisco finds themselves in a wild card as a fifth seed and they have to go on the road to play the Saints or the Cowboys on the road, first round matchup, I don't like their chances. I don't know. It 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 it, it just seems it's like ah uh, we gotta win. We gotta win on Sunday night. We gotta win on Sunday night. Cause if we don't, we're the fifth seed. We're the fifth seed. And then look at their schedule. Look at the 49ers schedule. Look at the look at the last part of their look at the latter part of their schedule. Green Bay Sunday night, of course. Then we're at Baltimore. Then you're at San and then you're at New Orleans. Then you have the Falcons, who, mind you, have won two straight games and beaten the Saints and Carolina pretty bad. They've beaten them pretty good. Then the Rams. Then they finish it off at Seattle. I mean, they can finish. They, like, it wouldn't surprise me if San Francisco finished 11 and 5. And they have the fifth seed. That can that can possibly happen at this point, and it just shows you how urgent the NFL is, and this is what really separates the NFL from the NBA and the MLB: the urgency, the urgency factor. If San Francisco loses, they lose, and and Seattle wins. San Francisco is the fifth seed, and they dominated this entire year. They they dominated football the first two months. And if they lose, they're five seed. They're fifth seed. Really? I want to get to the Rams and Eagles, too. The Rams, they're six and four. And this go this also goes back to my point that I was making last week. Or it was a couple weeks ago. It was last I think it was last week. I made this point about how this league changes and flips every year. Just 10 games ago, just 10, 11 games ago, before the Super Bowl, and coming into this season, everybody wanted to copy the Rams. Everybody wanted to copy the Rams formula. Everybody wanted to copy the Rams success and how they did it and their blueprint. Everybody wanted to copy the Rams. But don't you realize if the Rams lose on Monday, which I have them doing to Baltimore, the Rams go to six and five. Don't you know they 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 they're practically out of this race. They're out of this playoff race. If they lose. To Baltimore on Monday night. They're, 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 they're done. They're done. They're out of this conversation. They're out of this playoff conversation. And this goes back to the LA thing. 
in LA and New York is similar to a couple years ago what the Lakers did with Kobe. Lakers had a TV deal on the line. Kobe free agent. They, had, they needed to sign Kobe to keep the TV deal. They was like, hey, we, we, we know with us signing Kobe to this big, big time contract, we know it's going gonna, it's gonna to stunt our young players' development. But the Lakers were like, hell, business. With these L.A. and New York markets, with these L.A. and New York markets, things work a little differently. And with the Rams, I told you, I told you guys this early. See, with the Rams, they love their stars, and that's what this front office has been gravitating to: getting and bringing in and signing stars. That is what they gravitate to. They gravitate to stars. Jalen Ramp star, Brandon Cook star. They they re-signed Todd Gurley early. Star. But look at what has got what and here go a big time thing. Here go a big time part of what I'm talking about right now with the Rams and the LA market and the New York market. Article comes out about the Rams new stadiums. The Rams have stadium problems. Uh initially they thought the stadium was gonna be a billion dollars, one point six billion dollars, now it's six billion dollars. The new stadium that they are, you know, that they, they they're in hopes and getting of getting the new stadium. It went up. The prices went up. You know what that means? They gotta get more stars so they can attract more fans, so they can attract more season ticket holders. In East LA and New York markets, it, it, it's not just all about football. It's a lot of politics. It's a lot involved. It's a lot of moving pieces. That is involved. It's just with the, with the Rams. If you 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 are totally mistaken, if you think the Rams is just all about football, you are totally mistaken. If you think the Lakers are just all about basketball, no, the Laker the Laker brand with it being in L.A. with the Rams being in L.A. It's a it's a whole nother it's a whole nother level of politics and business and what draws attention and money and tickets. It's not just all about the respective sport with football and basketball. It's bigger than that because it's it's in L.A. It's in New York. With L.A. and New York, things work a little bit differently. Now, Russell Wilson, Pete Kerr, and Seattle up there, everything is football. Everything is all football. No politics, no business is involved. With these L.A. markets, with the New York markets, with those type of markets, it's about business, politics, and and, and, and then maybe the sport. Nah, just tell me like it is. I, I, you, you, don't, you don't find it coincidental that the Rams are signing all, the, or they signed all their young stars to big-time contracts. And, and most of them I don't agree with. The only one that, I, that, 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 that still looks good is the Aaron Donald contract. I mean, you, you got to pay for Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald, it, it, you, you, you know, you got to have one of you. Just, he's, that time, he's that type of defensive player that has impact on the game. That you don't get. You only get these type of players every 20 years. So I get the Aaron Donald signing. But they re-signed Todd Gurley too early. 
They they gave Jared Goff a, a new fat contract. I think they totally overpaid for Brandon Cooks. You 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 overpaid for Brandon Cooks. You had you, you had two other you had two other down the field speed threat receivers, and you overpaid for Brandon Cooks. That's the predicament that the Rams have put themselves in. Now Jalen Ramsey, but they have to sell tickets because it's just not about football. It's about the brand, it's about business, and it's a lot more politics involved. It's a lot more politics involved when it comes to these L.A. and New York markets. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Slow down the Rams. But if the Rams lose on Monday night, they lose on Monday night football to the Ravens, they're, they're, they're out of the playoff picture. In my in my estimate, they're out of the playoff picture because the two teams ahead of them in their division are just too good. Like one of these two teams in their division gonna finish twelve and four, thirteen and three, and then the other team, the second place team, gonna finish eleven and five. Between Seattle and San Francisco, Seattle gonna either finish eleven and five, twelve and four, thirteen and three. Or San Francisco is going to finish 13-3, 12-4. And then the other finish 11-5. The Rams are not going to make it. The Rams are not going to make it. So, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I had to bring this to you. You know, I do my weekly picks. I feel very confident going into week 12. You guys have a blessed weekend. Stay safe. Wrap up. It's cold. And by the way, Thanksgiving is coming up. Thanksgiving is this next, it's this upcoming week. And also, my birthday is on Monday. Wish me a happy birthday on Monday. If you don't, you got to wish me a happy birthday. You just have to. You just have to. So, thank you guys for listening once again, and I'm out. Deuces. Peace. Adios, amigos.